الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئه اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah We praise him Seek his assistance and forgiveness And we seek refuge in Allah From the evil of ourselves And the evil consequences of our deeds Whoever Allah guides There is no one That can lead him astray And whoever Allah leads astray There is no one that can guide him I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. This evening, bi ta'ala, we would like to continue in the explanation of the sharh of the aqeedah of Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah as it has been explained by Al-Imam Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Abi Zayd Rahimahullah In this, the seventh lecture in this series Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd discusses the people of paradise and the people of the hellfire and the types of intercession that will allow someone to come out of the fire and as well he talks about the creation of Adam and his being removed from the Jannah, the paradise and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reward those who obey him with paradise and punish those who disobey him with the hellfire Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd rahimahullah began this essay with the words the chapter Bab ma tantiqu bihi al-alsinah wa ta'ataqiduhu al-af'idah min wajib umur al-diyanat that which uh, the tongue speaks and that which is believed in the heart from the obligatory matters of deen, of religion <coughs> And the most important of them is a Tawheed. And after discussing a Tawheed, he went on to discuss other matters of the important obligatory matters of creed, of aqidah, of belief. In this uh, paragraph, in this section, Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, he says, from amongst those things that we are required to believe in, وَمَنْ أَعْقَبَهُ اللَّهِ بِنَارِهِ that whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes whoever Allah punishes him with his fire with the being thrown into the hellfire whoever Allah punishes with the fire from amongst the believers the Muslims the people of Tawheed who believed in Allah but due to their sins they have been punished in the hellfire for some time مَنْ عَاقَبَهُ اللَّهُ بِنَارِهِ أَخْرَجَهُ مِنْهَا بِإِمَانِهِ That whoever Allah punishes with his fire 
yani justly due to his sins then we will remove him from the fire due to his iman yani the believer who believes in Allah and who worships Allah alone but who falls short as is the case of the human being and commits some act of disobedience some act of sin and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may punish that person in the hellfire for some time as he wills according to justice but he will certainly remove him due to his iman due to his faith due to his tawheed فَأَدْخَلَهُ بِهِ جَنَّتَهُ يعني Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will take that person out of the hellfire due to his iman and due to that iman he will admit him into the paradise and then he mentioned the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمِنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى and whoever does a good deed that is equal to the weight of a ذَرَّة an atom's weight or the weight of a very small ant whoever does a good deed as insignificant as that which is equal to the weight of an atom of good then he will see it يَرَاهُ he will see it يعني meaning that he will see that deed having been recorded for him it will be in his records on Yamu Qiyamah on the day of judgment and he will receive the reward for it he will see it it will be recorded and he will be rewarded for it then he said وَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهَا بِشَفَاعَةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَنْ شَفَعَ لَهُ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكَبَائِرِ مِنْ أُمَّتِهِ وَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهَا بِشَفَاعَةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he due to his honoring of his prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that some of the people they will come out from the hellfire due to the shafa'a due to the intercession of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني whoever he intercedes for from amongst the ahlu al-kabair the people who have committed major sins those people from amongst the believers the people of Tawheed who have committed major sins then some of them they will come out of the fire due to the intercession of the Prophet whoever he intercedes for them from amongst those who have committed major sins from his ummah from the followers of Muhammad who died on Tawheed then the Shaykh Muhammad Rahman al-Khumiyyiz rahimahullah says in the explanation of this point that the saying of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd whoever Allah punishes with his fire and he punishes him by causing uh, him to, to, enter, to be admitted into the fire then he will also remove him from the fire due to his Iman and he will admit him into the paradise due to that Iman he said that the Muslim who is a sinner who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes with the fire as a just recompense for his actions yani for the sins that he has committed whoever Allah punishes due to the sins that he has committed if Allah wills then he will remove him from the fire by his iman due to the iman of that person even though he has sinned 
But that Iman which he had would be the cause for him to come out of the fire and then he would be admitted into the paradise along with the Muwahideen, along with the people of Tawheed, the people who worship Allah alone. It has been authenticated in the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari that the Prophet, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say on Yawm Qiyamah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say on Yawm Qiyamah. And in this hadith it is reported uh, concerning the intercession of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is reported in a long hadith. Uh, in this portion of the hadith he said that I will say, Ya Rabb, أَذَنْ he will say, Oh my Lord, give me permission, permission to intercede for whoever has said La ilaha illallah, whoever has declared sincerely these words, the testimony of the right of Allah alone to be worshipped. Whoever has said so, he said, Oh Allah, oh my Lord, give me permission to intercede for whoever has said La ilaha illallah. Fayakulu. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, he will say, وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي وَكِبْرِيَائِي وَعَزَمَتِي لَأُخْرِجَنَّ مِنْهَا مِنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ That Allah, he swears by his izzah, وَعِزَّتِي I swear by my power, وَجَلَالِي and my majesty, وَكِبْرِيَائِي and my greatness, وَعَظَمَتِي and my supremacy, لَأُخْرِجَنَّ that I would definitely remove from the fire. لَأُخْرِجَنَّ مِنْهَا مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ The Prophet ﷺ in this hadith made us to know two things. One, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one and the only one who can give permission for one to intercede. Nobody has the right to intercede except by permission from Allah. And this is the first of the two conditions for intercession that it has to be by permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also from this hadith we know that Allah has promised those who sincerely said la ilaha illallah that he would, even if he punished them for their sins, that he would remove them from the fire eventually. Then he said, this is because of the root of a tawheed yani because this person has the essence of tawheed in his heart he believes in tawheed even though he sinned because of that he will be admitted into the paradise however due to the fact that his sins were more than his good deeds because his sins were more than his good deeds for that reason he would be punished from them for them until he is cleaned and purified until he is polished and until he is made fit to enter the Jannah, the paradise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah would give permission for him to enter into the fire. And this means that the believer should know that even though he has tawheed and he has iman believing in Allah alone, if he sins, he may be punished for it. If Allah wills, he may forgive him. And if he wills, he may justly punish him so that he will be purified from his sins and made fit to enter the paradise. Then he says the saying of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, وَيَخْرِجُ مِنْهَا بِشَفَاعَةِ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم مَنْ شَفَعَ لَهُ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكَبَائِرِ مِنْ أُمَّتِهِ يعني that those whomever the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم intercedes for them from amongst those who have committed major sins from his ummah, 
then those people will be removed from the hellfire due to the intercession of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We explain that Sheikh Muhammad al Khumayyis, Allah he says that this intercession of the Prophet for the people who have committed major sins, for those who have committed al-kabaya, he said that this is from the types of al-shafa'a, the types of intercession that are confirmed for the Prophet yani There are many types of intercession and this intercession for those who have committed major sins that if they are punished in the fire, that they would be removed from it by the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ. It is one of the types of intercession that are confirmed in the Qur'an and Sunnah. For indeed he will intercede for the whole of creation on the day of resurrection, so that in order to bring about the beginning of the judgment, for Allah to begin judging the people, it is the Prophet Muhammad who would be the one who would be given permission to intercede with Allah to begin the judgment while the people are standing in the standing place. The whole of humanity from the first man Adam until the last person who was on this earth when the judgment came, all people would be standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the people would be anxious and worried and frightened and they would go to Adam and they would go to Nuh and they would go to Ibrahim and Musa and Isa they would go to the foremost of the prophets and ask them to intercede but none of them would be able to take it until finally they went to the prophet Muhammad and he said it is for me and he asked Allah for permission to intercede this is the greatest of the types of intercession and then he said also he will intercede for his ummah for them to enter the paradise in fact, one of the types of intercession is that it would be the Prophet Muhammad who would intercede for all of the believers, for those who are destined to enter paradise, for those who have earned by Allah's favor and His mercy the entry into paradise, He would be the one to intercede for Allah to open the gates of paradise for the people to enter and He would be the first of humanity to enter the paradise. Also He would intercede for the people who would enter the fire from his ummah, from those who have committed major sins so that they would come out of the fire as it has been mentioned in the authentic hadith and that is the intercession which we have discussed initially it has been reported in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari from Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu that he said إِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ قِيَامَةِ شُفِّعْتُ فَقُلْتُ يَا رَبِّي أَدْخِلْ الْجَنَّةَ مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ خَرْدَلَةٌ he said that when the day of resurrection comes, that I would be given permission to intercede. And I would say, Oh my Lord, admit into the paradise whoever has in his heart even the amount, whoever has in his heart the meaning of iman, even the amount of a mustard seed, then the people, they would begin entering into the paradise. And it has also been reported in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari that the Prophet وسلم, in a long hadith he said in the hadith of intercession he said فَأَقُولُ يَا رَبِّي أُمَّتِي أُمَّتِي he would say oh my lord my ummah my followers my followers yani he would be pleading for his followers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them mercy فَيَقُولُ إِن طَلَقْ فَأَخْرِجْ مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ أَدْنَى أَدْنَى مِثْقَالِ حَبَّةٍ خَرْدَلٍ مِنْ إِمَانٍ فَأَخْرِجْ 
فأخرج فأخرجه من النار يعني هو then Allah سبحانه وتعالى will give him permission and tell him to go forth and to remove يعني from the fire whoever had in his heart even the least or the lightest weight of iman يعني the weight less than the mustard seed or the least weight of the mustard seed he said whoever even has that amount of iman of faith of true faith in Allah he said go forth and remove him from the fire and this shows the status of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with his Lord with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is an honor from Allah for whoever he allows to intercede for another and that and the greatest of those who would be honored on this day in the by means of intercession it would be the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam here he says that there are two main points from this section the first of them that those who would enter the hellfire from amongst the muwahideen the people of tawheed those from amongst the people of tawheed who would be entered into the fire due to their sins then they would also be removed from it due to their iman due to their faith in Allah and they would be admitted into the paradise the second point is that ahlu al-kabair the people who committed major sins from which they didn't repent from which they didn't repent and they remained with them when they died so that they are accountable for it on the day of resurrection those people he said that they will also come out of the fire due to the intercession the shafa'ah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and before going to the next section we should also mention as many of the scholars of the people of sunnah have said that a shafa'a has conditions the first of those conditions of the principal fundamental conditions it is al-izn is bi-iznillah that no one can intercede except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the verses concerning this are many from amongst them is that which came from surah al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 255 in ayat al-Kursi من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه Who is it that can intercede with Allah except by his permission إلا بإذنه That is the question but the meaning of it is in Arabic is that no one can intercede in the presence of Allah except by his permission The second condition for الشفاعه is الرضا that no one can intercede except the one for whom, with whom Allah is pleased يعني, some of the scholars said that no one will be allowed to intercede except that Allah is pleased with them يعني, they have to be from the people of Tawheed and Allah should be pleased with them and also the one who they are interceding for also they will not be able to intercede for one except that Allah is pleased with them meaning that they should be from the people of Tawheed يعني Allah will not allow anyone to intercede for anyone who is not from the people of Tawheed except the only exception that has been uh, affirmed by the scholars of people of Sunnah is that which is confirmed in the authentic hadith the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ for his uncle Abu Talib and that is an intercession that Allah will allow but it is not an intercession for him to be removed from the fire but it is an intercession to lighten his punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran 
ولا يشفعون إلا لمن الطبع that they will not those who will intercede they will not be able to intercede except for him with whom Allah is pleased this is the second condition for intercession the first of them is that it has to be with permission of Allah and the second of them is that it can only be for one with whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased uh, also note that from amongst the types of intercession that the scholars have mentioned uh, as Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen and other scholars have said that intercession is of two types Al-Ama wal khata the Am is that which is general it will be allowed for the Prophet and it will be allowed for others besides him from amongst the Anbiya the Prophet and the Malaika the Angels and the Mu'mineen or the Salihin or the Shuhada the believers and the righteous and the martyrs this is a common shared intercession while Al-Khas it is the intercession that is exclusively for the Prophet Muhammad Shaykh Abdullah ibn Jibreel Hafizahullah in his explanation of Usul Sunnah he says that the types of intercession of the Prophet Muhammad have been numbered from the Mutawatir Ahadith as six of which five are exclusive for the Prophet Muhammad the first of them is Al-Shafa'a Al-Udma, the great intercession and that intercession is exclusively for the Prophet and it is to intercede for uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come forth and to begin the judgment the second of them is the intercession which the Prophet will perform for all of the believers to enter the paradise those who are going to enter the paradise the third of them is raising the ranks of those who are in paradise that they would have a higher rank in paradise than their deeds would have justified. The fourth of them is intercession for a group of people who have been ordered to be punished in the fire and to go to the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ, they would not enter the fire. That means they would be protected from the fire and they would enter the paradise without punishment. The fifth of them is the intercession for reduction of punishment and that is the specific case of the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Talib and as some of the scholars said Allah knows best, but it may be that Allah has allowed it to honor his prophet Muhammad and due to the support that his uncle had given to him and the protection that he provided for him and the support that he has given to his mission the call to Allah and the call to Islam even though he didn't enter Islam it is perhaps for this reason that Allah has allowed him to intercede to lighten his punishment not to remove him from the hellfire uh, also, Imam Ibn Abdul Iz, rahimahullah, in his explanation of Al-Aqidah, Al-Tahawiyah, has mentioned two other types of intercession that are also confirmed in the authentic Sunnah, and they are that the people whose good and bad deeds are equal, they will be interceded for so that uh, they would enter the paradise. Their good and bad deeds are equal. However, due to intercession, they would enter the paradise. And the last of them that he mentioned is the intercession for people to enter the paradise without reckoning, without account بِغَيْرِ حِسَاب this is a summary of the important points related to الشفاعة uh, or intercession In the second section that uh, we will cover this evening is that which Imam Ibn Abi Zayd mentions concerning the creation of the paradise and the creation of the hellfire and that they are already created, they are existing entities 
not to be created in the future, but they are already in existence. And this is uh, what has been mentioned by uh, some of the earlier scholars concerning the paradise, perhaps even more clearly that which was stated by Al-Imam Ibn Qadama. He said, that the Jannah, the paradise and the hellfire are two created entities. They are already in existence. And the proofs of this are many from amongst them uh, are the ayats in the Quran that talk about paradise in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that it has been prepared already for the people of taqwa, the pious, the righteous. And the ayats concerning the fire in which he said that it has already, the hellfire has already been prepared for the disbelievers. Uh, here Imam Ibn Abi Zayd says of those things that we are required to believe وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ قَدْ خَلَقَ الْجَنَّةَ فَعَدَّهَا دَارَ خُلُودٍ لِأَوْلِيَائِهِ وَأَقْرَمَهُمْ فِيهَا بِالنَّظَرِ إِلَى وَجْهِهِ الْكَرِيمُ That Allah subhanahu that He has قَدْ خَلَقَ الْجَنَّةَ He has indeed already created the paradise and He has prepared it as a permanent place or residence for his awliya, for the awliya of Allah, that is the people of Iman and the people of Taqwa. He has prepared it for them. And he has honored them. He has honored the awliya. He has honored them in this paradise bin Madari ila wajihil kareem. He has honored them by giving them the great favor of looking to his noble face. Yani the greatest joy and the greatest reward and the greatest gift that Allah would give to the people of paradise is that they would have a look, they would see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's noble face. And this is in reality, haqiqatan, it is not figurative. It is real that the believers would be given the honor of seeing the face of Allah. وَهِيَ الَّتِي أَحْبَقَ مِنْهَا آدَمَا نَبِيَّهُ وَخَلِيفَتَهُ فِي أَرْضِهِ بِمَا سَبَقَ and here Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd says that this paradise which Allah has created for his awliya he said it is the paradise in some of the, in some of the transcripts of the book it said he allati habata minha and in some of the narrations it says he allati ahbata minha in any case the meaning is basically the same he is saying here that it is the same paradise that Allah has created it is the paradise which Adam, the Prophet of Allah and the Khalifa whom Allah has made in the earth, he said it is the same paradise that Adam has been removed from or sent down from or he has come down from. The Prophet of Allah, Adam salam. According to the people of Sunnah and the authentic hadith of the Prophet وسلم, the first man and the first Prophet on earth it was Adam salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made him as a khalifa, as a khalifa in the earth. Uh, and this, his coming out of the paradise, it is in accordance with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew in his previous knowledge. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew that when he placed Adam alayhi salam in the paradise, that he would also be removed from it. وَخَلَقَ النَّارَ فَعَدَّهَا دَارَ قُلُودٍ لِمَنْ كَفَرَ بِهِ وَأَلْحَدَ فِي آيَاتِهِ وَقُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَجَعَلَهُمْ مَحْجُوبِينَ عَنْ رُؤْيَتِهِ And likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has already created the fire 
and he has prepared it as a permanent place of rest or an abode for those who disbelieve in him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared the hellfire as a place of punishment, a permanent place of punishment for those who disbelieve in him, who reject his message and who reject the messengers and who refuse to worship him. And those who have deviated or turned away from his ayat, whether the universal signs in the universe or the divine revelation, the ayat of the Qur'an and his books, his divine revelations and his messengers that he has sent. Those who have deviated or turned away from them, who have turned away from the truth and deviated from the truth. And he has made them, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them mahjubeen an ru'yatihi. And part of their punishment, not only the punishment of the hellfire, but part of their punishment is that they would be screened or they would be veiled from seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And perhaps the worst and the most severe of the punishments of the people of hellfire is that they would not see Allah. While the greatest joy and the greatest favor and the greatest reward of the people of paradise is that they would see the face of Allah. Here, Shaykh Muhammad, Shaykh Muhammad al says that the beginning of this paragraph, the words of Imam ibn Abi Zayd, that we must believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed already created the paradise and He has prepared it as a permanent place for His awliya. He says, Al-Jannatu Makhluqa, that the paradise is created. And it is already created, it is already in existence. And it is the place for the home of Al-Qarama, of honor and al-Sawab, rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who believed in Him, and Ar-Rahma for His mercy. It is not only due to our deeds, but it is due to the favor of Allah. And it is due to the mercy of Allah that one is admitted into the paradise. And Allah has prepared it for those who are obedient to Him from amongst His servants as a permanent home and a resting place and a place where someone would stay permanently. And this is as in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Furqan, chapter 25, verse 76, خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا حَسُنَتْ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا That they would remain in it forever, eternally. They would remain in the paradise. Whoever entered it would remain in it forever. forever. They would never come out of it. حَسُنَتْ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا Indeed, it is a blessed place as a place of rest or as a place of residence. And likewise the saying of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala in Surah Tuhud, chapter 11, verse 108, As for those who are blessed, as for those who are fortunate, the believers, for Allah has given them the success to obey Him, to believe in Him, and to worship Him, and to die in that condition. فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ سُعِدُوا فَفِي الْجَنَّةِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا مَا دَامَتِ السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ رَبُّكَ That indeed those who are blessed, those who are fortunate, that they will be in the paradise خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Remaining is eternally, forever مَا دَامَتِ السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ As long as the heavens and the earth endure, as long as they exist إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ رَبُّكَ Except, except what your Lord wills. That is the only time that the believers, the awliya of Allah, those whom Allah has favored and blessed and made fortunate, the only time that they wouldn't be in the paradise is that time which Allah wills. And the scholars of the people of Sunnah said that the time that Allah wills, that the believers would not be in paradise, is before their entry into the paradise. It is their existence in this world before they entered into the paradise. Otherwise, once one enters the paradise, they will never come out of it. 
يعني the meaning of this ayat that they would be remaining in it forever خالدين فيها as long as the heavens and the earth exist يعني إلا ما شاء ربك except as your Lord wills it means except that Allah has willed that people would live in this world that they would exist for some time before they are admitted into the paradise and otherwise the end of the ayat is clear أطاعن غير مجذور it is a gift from Allah that would never end yani the entry into paradise and the blessings of paradise it is a gift which Allah has given which would never end it is eternal and likewise the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-talaq chapter 65 verse 11 وَمَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ وَيَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا قَدْ أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ لَهُ رِزْقًا that whoever believes in Allah and who has true faith in Allah in the way that it should be understood from the Qur'an and from the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ correct iman, believing in Allah sincerely on Tawheed, believing in Allah alone whoever believes in Allah and does good deeds those things that Allah has required of us and extra whoever does so then Allah will admit him into gardens underneath which rivers flow remaining in it forever خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted an excellent provision to that one indeed it is Allah's favor that someone would enter the paradise and remain in it eternally then he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored he has honored those who would enter the paradise the people of Jannah by having a look or a glance or a view of his noble face the people would see Allah the scholars of Sunnah said that people would see Allah at the last stage of the day of judgment before entering paradise and then they would see Allah in paradise as much as Allah wills so Allah honors the awliya his allies, the true believers, the people of Iman and Taqwa who have faith and piety and righteousness and this looking at the face of Allah it is an issue about which the people have differed that is those who have deviated from the correct understanding of the Quran and Sunnah and they are amongst the deviant sects of the Muslims those who have denied seeing the actual seeing of the face of Allah or who have interpreted it to have some other meaning however the evidences from the Quran and the Sunnah confirm this fact that the believers would see the face of Allah and from amongst the many evidences the Shaykh has mentioned just a few from amongst them he mentioned the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Qiyamah chapter 75 verse 22 and 23 that faces on that day will be bright gleaming bright faces the faces of the believers that they will be looking to their Lord they will be looking to their Lord that is the believers they would see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this ayat is very clear concerning the fact of seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise the seeing of Allah in Surah Al-Mutafifin chapter 83 verse 15 which is not directly stating the seeing of Allah but indirectly it is understood from the seeing of Allah concerning the disbelievers Allah said 
إِنَّهُمْ عَنْ رَبِّهِمْ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ That indeed they, the disbelievers, that they will be screened or veiled from their Lord on that day. Yani the disbelievers would be punished by Allah by being screened from seeing Allah. And from this the scholars of Sunnah said that we understand from this that the believers, they would not be treated like the disbelievers. Allah would not treat His awliya as He treats those who disbelieve in Him and who worship others besides Him. If He has punished the disbelievers by screening them from seeing Him, then He will reward the believers by allowing them to see Him. Here the Shaykh said that when it has been mentioned that they would be screened from seeing their Lord, then this is an indication that the believers would actually see Him. And likewise, a proof of the seeing, the vision of Allah's face on Yawm Qiyamah is the saying of Allah in Surah Yunus chapter 10 verse 26 لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةِ لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا For those who do well يعني those who believe and do good deeds who have fulfilled the commands of Allah and avoided His prohibitions لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا Those who have done well الْحُسْنَى They will have الْحُسْنَى الْمَثُوبَ الْحُسْنَى They will have the good reward and the scholars of Sunnah are in agreement that Al-Husna, it means here Al-Jannah. That those who do well, they would have the Jannah. They would be rewarded with the best reward that is Al-Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with bounty and His favor, He would give them more than that, something extra. Al-Husna wa ziyada, And something extra, more than just the paradise. And the people of Sunnah said Al-Ziyadah, it means another. That they would see the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is a clear hadith which the Shaykh has not mentioned here, which is very important for that reason. I want to mention it. The proof that this tafsir of this verse of the Quran is the correct interpretation is that it has been reported in the Muslim of Imam Ahmed and the Sahih of Muslim from Suhaib radiallahu anhu. That the Messenger of Allah وسلم, recited this very verse. لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ The Messenger of Allah وسلم, recited this verse and then he said that when the people of Jannah will enter the Jannah and the people of the fire will enter the fire, it will be called out, Ya Ahl al Jannah, O people of paradise, إِنَّ لَكُنَّ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مَوْعِدًا that you have an appointment, a mawid, with your Lord. You have an appointment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yuridu ayanjizakumuhu. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants to fulfill that appointment. Fayakuluna. Wa huwa. They will say, the people of paradise, they will say, what is this appointment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They will say, hasn't Allah already made our scales heavy? Yani with good deeds, He has multiplied every good deed by ten or seven hundred times or as much as Allah wills, especially in the case of fasting. Hasn't He already made our scales heavy and He has whitened our faces and made them bright and He has admitted us into the paradise and He has removed us from the hellfire. Yani what more can we ask for after that? It will be said then that the hijab فَيَكْشِفُ لَهُمْ الْحِجَابِ يعني the hijab that is screening the face of Allah it will be removed فَيَنْظُرُونَ إِلَيْهِ then they will look at Allah they will see Him فَوَاللَّهِ مَا أَعْطَاهُمُ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّظَرْ إِلَيْهِ 
The Prophet وسلم, he said, I swear by Allah that Allah has not given them anything that would be more beloved to them than looking at him and nothing that would be more pleasing to their eyes. And this hadith is reported by Alimah Muslim in his Sahih and this is the proof that the meaning here uh, of Al-Husna it is Al-Jannah and al ziyada it is looking at the face of Allah. The Shaykh said that Al-Husna it is the paradise and the ziyada that extra thing, it is looking to the face of Allah the Most High. And it has also been reported in the authentic hadith, reported by Al-Bukhari, Rahimahullah, in the hadith in which it is reported that the Sahaba, they said that we were sitting with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When he looked up at the moon, Laylatul Badr, in the middle of the month when the moon was full, they were sitting with him in the night, and the Prophet looked up into the sky at the moon, at the full moon in the sky, and he said to them, إِنَّكُمْ تَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ أَوْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ كَمَا تَرَوْنَ هَذَا الْقَمَرَ لَا تُضَامُونَ فِي رُؤْيَتِهِ He said, indeed, that you, the believers, you will see your Lord just as you are seeing this moon, and you will have no difficulty in seeing him. There will be no difficulty in seeing him. And this is also the clear proof that the Prophet ﷺ confirmed the seeing of Allah in the paradise. And in a similar hadith also in Bukhari, the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ أَيَّامًا That you will see your Lord with your eyes. With your eyes. You will see him. It is a real seeing. It is not uh, an allegorical statement as some people would want us to believe. He said that this is indeed the saying or the opinion of the people of truth as opposed to the Mu'atazila. Those people who use rationale or intellect to interpret or to reinterpret and to distort the meanings of the Qur'an and Sunnah and to reject that which is confirmed in the Qur'an and Sunnah. He said this, the reality of seeing Allah, it is the madhab or the opinion or the saying of the people of truth as opposed to the Ma'atazila and those similar to them from the people of deviation and misguidance from amongst those who have denied the Ru'ya, the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he said that concerning this paradise, the saying of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd, وَهِيَ الَّتِي أُحْبِتَ مِنْهَا آدَمْ أَوْ أَحْبَطَ مِنْهَا آدَمَ نَبِيَّهُ وَخَلِيفَتَهُ فِي أَرْضِهِ بِمَا سَلَقَ فِي سَابِقِي إِلْمِهِ That this is the same paradise from which Adam, Allah's Prophet and the Khalifa which Allah has placed in his earth, this is the same paradise that he will be removed from as in accordance with the previous knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His being the Khalifa, it is like in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 30, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ that it is like this saying that when Allah, when the Lord said to the angels that verily I am going to place in the earth a Khalifa. I am going to place in the earth a Khalifa. Yani he is saying that Adam السلام, he was the prophet of Allah and he was also a Khalifa that Allah has placed in the earth. And we don't say that he is Khalifa to Allah, that he is the Khalifa of Allah, but we say as Allah said, إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةٌ 
I will place in the earth a Khalifa and Allah placed many Khalaif or Khulafa in the earth meaning that Allah has placed in the earth those who would come following those who preceded them yani the Khalifa it means the one who comes after another and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed Adam in the earth as some of the scholars said as a successor following those who came before him from amongst the angels or from amongst the jinn or other creations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created here the shaykh said that what is intended here is that by Khalifa he, he said it means that some of them will follow or succeed others in inhabiting this earth there are many opinions of the scholars concerning what is the meaning of Khalifa or istikhlaf or khala'if uh, the various expressions of similar meaning that have come in the Quran and if we examine carefully the books of tafsir and the sayings of the scholars of tafsir there are many interpretations that have been given however we should be clear about one point that any interpretation that has not been confirmed from the Prophet وسلم, and the first generations of the Muslims meaning as Sahaba and those who came after them, the Tabi'un and those who came after them, Atba'a Tabi'in Rahimahumullah if it is not confirmed from them then it is unacceptable especially if it conflicts with or contradicts the basic principles or the basic uh, teachings that we found in the Islamic Aqeedah the Khalifa as some of the scholars said is the one who takes the responsibility of some matter or some affair after another after that one is gone either that one dies or that one is absent the Prophet has appointed on a number of occasions someone as a Khalifa for him when he journeyed to another land and he left somebody behind as a Khalifa and that Khilafa remained until he returned and when the Prophet passed away then the Khalifa who was appointed to be his successor it was Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu and after him uh, Umar and then Uthman al-Ali radiallahu anhu ajma'in the point is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot have a Khalifa because Allah is never absent and Allah does not die so we should be careful of this expression which is found in some of the books of Tafsir and other books Khalifa to Allah or Khalifa Allah, someone who is taking the authority or representation in the absence of Allah there is no such thing this is contrary to the aqidah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah even if some of the scholars of Sunnah have used some expressions which suggest this permanently because those rights or those uh, those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has exclusive to himself whether it is rububiyah his control over the affairs of the whole universe and everything in it or his ubudiyah his right to be worshipped alone it is his exclusive right and it cannot be given to anyone even for a short period of time so the meaning of the khalifa here it means one who comes after another and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the generations of human beings 
one coming after another if we examine the books of Tafsir concerning the various ayats which mention these expressions we will find almost all of them clearly show that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replaces one people with another and this is the meaning of Khalifa here Wallahu alam. if there is time we may have a further discussion on this point but for the sake of time we will go on and if there is time we will come back to a brief statement by some of the scholars or particularly the statement of Shaykh Islam in Taymiyyah explaining the meaning of this expression and denying the false interpretation that Allah that he himself is succeeded by anyone for any time or in any matter whatsoever Allah is in absolute control and authority over everything in the universe all the time, eternally and forever as for the Jannah which Adam السلام, peace be upon him was removed from the question of whether or not it is the eternal paradise or other than it yani the paradise that the believers would be put in for eternity or is it, or was it another paradise that Adam السلام, was in and removed from Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd he said when he talked about the paradise created by Allah he said it is the very paradise from which Adam was removed السلام, the Shaykh Muhammad al-Khumis Hafizahullah he says as for that paradise if it was the eternal paradise that the believers would enter and remain in forever or another paradise there are two things concerning this there are two opinions of the scholars concerning this and if somebody wants to read the details of it you can read the Qisus al-Anbiya by Al-Imam Ibn Kathir in which he has discussed this in a long discussion of a number of pages full of the opinions and the interpretations and the proofs of both sides who said that it is the eternal paradise or otherwise here the Shaykh says that this matter it is knowledge that does not benefit and it is ignorance that does not harm if you know it, it doesn't benefit you and if you don't know it, it doesn't harm you so we are not going to read 20 pages of the discussion concerning it except whoever wants to know that discussion you may go back to a number of sources from amongst them is Qisus al-Anbiya, the stories of the prophets by Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah he said in fact what is important here is that all of this the creation of the paradise and the placing of Adam salam in it and his removal from it all of it is what has been decreed pre-decreed and it was in the knowledge, the previous knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is that which he has caused to come into existence, he has executed it and it is his will that he willed meaning the removal of Adam السلام, from the paradise after eating from the tree then he says the statement of Imam ibn Abi Zayd that Allah created the fire and prepared it as a permanent place for those who disbelieve in him and those who deviate it in his ayahs and his revelations and his messengers he said this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Nisa chapter 4 verse 14 وَمَنْ يَأْسِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودَهُ يَدْخِلْهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا that whoever disobeys Allah whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger and goes beyond or transgresses his bounds the bounds that he has set then he will admit him into a fire and they will remain in it forever and likewise the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatihah chapter 64 verse 10 وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا those who disbelieve and who deny our ayat, our verses, our signs أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ خَالِدُونَ فِيهَا وَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ 
that these, they are the companions of the fire, the people who would be in the fire, and they would remain in it forever, and evil is it as a destination. As for Al-Ilhad, as for Al-Ilhad, the statement of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, that the paradise has been prepared for those who disbelieve, and those who perform Ilhad concerning the verses of Allah and His revelations and His messengers, he said that this Ilhad, it might be by denying the verses, or the revelations, or the prophets, all of them, or some of them. It might be by outright negating or denying, disbelieving in the prophets and the revelations, some of them, or all of them. Or it might be, yani like those who believe in some and disbelieve in others. Or it may also be by tahrif, yani distorting the ayat of Allah, the verses of Allah, love them, or ta'rifuha ma'aman. Yani it may be by tahrif, not outright denial, but by reinterpreting and distorting the meaning of the verses of Allah. Either the actual expressions that are used, or the meaning of those expressions. Distorting the expression itself, or distorting the meaning of the expression while leaving it in its uh, original form. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said concerning this in Surah Fussilat, chapter 41, verse 40, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا لَا يَخْفَوْنَا عَلَيْنَا That verily those who turn away from or deviate from the true and correct meaning of our ayat, then they are not hidden from us. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of them, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call them to account. Finally, he closes with this statement that from amongst, uh, from that which they would be punished with, Yani the disbelievers and those who deviate concerning the ayat of Allah, he said also from their punishment and perhaps the worst of their punishment, it would be وَجَعَلَهُمْ مَحْجُوبِينَ عَنْ رُؤْيَتِهِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would screen them from seeing him. He would yani not allow them to see him. And that is perhaps the greatest of the punishment. He said perhaps this is the most difficult and severe of the punishment on the disbelievers that they would be prevented or denied from the ru'ya or the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next life. And no one would see Allah in this world, but the believers would see Allah in Yawm Qiyamah at the last stage of the judgment and they would see Allah as much as Allah willed whenever He willed in the paradise. And this is proven by the saying of Allah that we mentioned previously in Surah Al-Mufassifin, chapter 83, verse 15. كَلَّا إِنَّهُمْ عَنْ رَبِّهِ عَنْ رَبِّهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ That may, indeed, they will be on that day screened from their Lord. Yani screened from seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while the believers, they would see Allah in reality. And the Shaykh said there are two main points from this section that the Jannah it is the home of the muttaqeen, of the people of taqwa, the people who have iman and the people who have taqwa, the people who believe in Allah and who fear Allah, who obey His commands and avoid His prohibitions. And the greatest bounty or the blessing for them in that jannah, it would be the scene of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second point is that the nar, the hellfire, it is the home for the disbelievers and the wicked or evil people and those who deny. And they would be screened from seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
This is the end of what we wanted to present this evening. In the time remaining, inshallah, if there are any questions, any comments, or any corrections of what has been said, inshallah, we can take a few moments for that. If the sisters have any questions, they can call. No. No. Yani it would be for the believers. As it's reported in some authentic hadith in the Sahihain, that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause the people on the day of resurrection to be brought forth to them that which they worship. Every people will have that which they worship brought to them and they will be called to follow it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself will come to the Muslims who are remaining, the last people, after the others have been thrown in the hellfire, and he will say, am I not your Lord? And they will say, you are not our Lord. Then Allah will go and He will return. And He will return in the form that they knew Him in. The form that the believers have seen Him in before we were created in this world. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam and He took all of the offspring of Adam from His spine and brought them out in front of Him and caused them to testify. to be Rabbikum, am I not your Lord? And they would say, indeed you are. That time from that the people will know Allah and they will know that they are to worship Allah. So then Allah will return to them in the form that they know Him in and then they will acknowledge that He is their Lord and in that time uh, they will see Allah, they will see Allah and that is for the Ummah of Muhammad, for the believers, all of them. However the vision of Allah in paradise, it will be whenever Allah wills and however He wills. Now. Naam? Naam? What about other intercessions? There are other intercessions. Huh? Can we brief them, mention them? Well, we have given here some uh, summary of some of the intercessions that have been mentioned and in the back of one of the handouts. The arm includes the Shaykh, he said, as most of the scholars said, that a Shafa'a is of two types basically, arm and khas. Khas, it means that which is exclusive to the Prophet And especially it includes first and foremost the great intercession which would be the coming forth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to begin the judgment. As far as the arm, that which is shared by the Prophet and the other Prophets and the angels and the righteous from amongst the believers and the martyrs, that is the intercession for the Ahlul Kabair, the people who have committed major sins. From amongst the Ummah of Muhammad people who died in Tawheed, believing in Allah. However, because of their sins, Allah has admitted them into the hellfire to be punished for some time as long as He wills. Whether for hundreds of years, or as some of the scholars said, some people may be punished in the hellfire for thousands of years. And then Allah, when He wills, He will remove them from the fire. Some people, from amongst those people who committed major sins, which justify their being punished in the hellfire before admitting, being admitted into the paradise, they might be removed from the paradise by the intercession of the Prophet Muhammad or others. And the other prophets would also intercede for them. The angels would intercede for them. The believers might intercede for them, whoever Allah gives permission to and whomever Allah is pleased with. That is the general intercession that others would share. Otherwise, what has been mentioned other than that, it is the intercession that is especially for the Prophet Muhammad. 
That is for the Ahlul Kabairah. Naam. Because there is no intercession for the disbelievers. The intercession. Naam. There are so many other types of intercession. Here what we have talked about is the intercession that is related to the Prophet That which is exclusive for him and that which he will be allowed to intercede with along with others. That is general for him and for others. And for the intercession of Qur'an, for the intercession of children, for their parents and other types of intercession, that is another matter. There are many other types of intercession that are confirmed in the Qur'an and in the Sunnah. And Allah knows best. Naam. Naam. Because that is as Allah willed it to be. The Prophet ﷺ has said, it's like this, that is the way it will be. He can only know by revelation, it is from Allah. Allah has informed him that he will come like this and the people will not recognize him. That is Allah's will. And then he will come in the form that they will recognize him. That is Allah's will. Allah does whatever he wills. Naam. Naam. Allah he will bring the human beings out of the spine of Adam السلام, as human beings. He will bring them into existence as human beings. There is no dispute about it. If there is any dispute, of course there are so many differences of opinion about matters from amongst those whose interpretation or their opinion is not to be considered. But as for the scholars of people of Sunnah, there is agreement that this is a fact, it has been confirmed in the authentic hadith Al-Imam Ibn Abi Al-Iz Rahimahullah in his explanation of Aqeed al-Tahawi has discussed this point in detail and explained it in detail giving the post that the scholars of people of Sunnah have mentioned about this anybody can go back to it and see it it is clear, there is no doubt about it for the people who accept the Quran and who accept the authentic hadith it is clear, there is no dispute about it and there is no doubt about it, it is a clear matter
It is confirmed as a sifa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is confirmed by the people of Sunnah. Naam. And that it would be uncovered, the saq or the shank of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the people would see it. It is true. Naam. And this is يعني, something that the scholars of the people of Sunnah have discussed. If you read the verse in the Quran concerning this, Al Hafiz ibn Kathir has discussed it in some detail and explained uh, that. The meaning of this is that it is a characteristic of Allah, it is a sifa of Allah that is confirmed by the people of Sunnah. And there is also hadith from the Prophet uh, which I don't recall the wording of the hadith at this moment, but if you go back to the tafsir ibn Kathir, then you will find reference to this and some discussion about it. And in fact, some of the people have attempted to accuse uh, Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir of reinterpreting the ayat or some of the ayat of sifat the characteristics of Allah and this is one of the verses that they have mentioned concerning this however those who have uh, supported Al-Hafid ibn Kathir have shown that he has been consistent with the people of Sunnah and confirming that which was confirmed, uh, confirmed by the earlier scholars uh, and interpreting whatever he has interpreted according to uh, the other verses of Quran or according to the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And quickly, let's look at the question before the time is finished. The questions at the end of the handout. And again, these questions are the questions that the examination at the end of the course will be based upon. The first question explains the aqeed of Ahl Sunnah concerning the final destination of Ahl Al-Kabair, those who have committed major sins, if they have died on Tawheed. What would be the final destination of the people who died having committed major sins? which they didn't repent from. Paradise. After after being subjected to the Mashiach of Allah. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will decide according to His will. Those who have not repented, Allah, if He wills, He may punish them justly. If He wills, He may forgive them. If He punishes them, then they will enter the hellfire for as long as He wills, according to their sins, and then they would be removed from it and the final destination would be the paradise. Number two, discuss the aqidah of both al-khawarij and al-mu'atazila concerning al-kabaya. And we haven't mentioned here, there's a handout concerning this. You can read it later, but in summary you can say that the aqidah of the khawarij and the mu'atazila concerning the ahl kabair, the people who committed major sins, we have mentioned in the previous lecture, briefly this point, it is that the khawarij, they said that the people who died with major sins, from amongst the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu who died on Tawheed, but who died without repenting from their major sins, that there are kafirs who would be in the hellfire forever. And the Mu'atazila, they said that the people who died with major sins, that they are between two stations, Bain They are not believers nor are they disbelievers. However, as far as their final destination, like the Khawarij, the Mu'atazila said that they would be in the hellfire eternally. Mention two reasons for which the sinful Muslims will come, come out of the fire. Two reasons or two means through which the sinful Muslims 
One of them is their iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove them after their punishment. If they are punished, He will remove them due to their iman and the other one is due to the intercession or shafa'ah. Mention the various types of shafa'ah intercession proven by Quran and Sunnah. And we have mentioned some of them, and in the handout there are others mentioned. As I mentioned, uh, Al-Imam Abu Al-Iz has mentioned eight of them with the evidences for them in the explanation of Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyah. And we have mentioned some of them here. And from amongst them is the great intercession. From amongst them is the intercession of the Prophet Wasallam for, the, for the, the, the believers to enter the paradise. And from amongst them is that those whose deeds, good and evil deeds, were equal, he would intercede for them to enter the paradise. And some of those people who were ordered to enter the hellfire, he would intercede for them so that they would not enter the hellfire, but that they would enter the paradise. And also those who have entered the paradise, some of them would be raised up in degrees by Allah's favor, higher than what their deeds had justified, and likewise the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ for the reduction of punishment for his uncle Abu Talib, who would not be removed from the fire, but who would be lightened in his punishment. Uh, Mention the shurut or conditions for shafa'ah. We said that there are two conditions. One of them is the izin of Allah, the permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the second of them his pleasure that no one would be allowed to intercede or allowed to intercede for anyone except that Allah is pleased with that one uh, who besides the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu would be allowed to intercede for others on Yom Qiyamah the other Anbiya the angels the believers and so on discuss the issue of whether the Jannah already exists or yani, is it to be created Yani the scholars of people of Sunnah based on Quran and based on Hadith have confirmed that the Jannah as well as the Na is already created. Uh, explain and those who are blessed will be in the paradise, abiding therein for all time, uh, for all the time that the heavens and the earth endure except as Allah wills, a gift without an end. What is the meaning here that the people would be in paradise? as long as the heavens and the earth endure, except as Allah wills. What is the meaning, except as Allah wills? Now, it means that, except the time that Allah wills, for them not to be in paradise, means before He allowed them to enter it. Yani their existence in this world before entering the paradise. <coughs> Explain the verse for those who have done good is Al-Husna, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَالزِّيَادَةِ What is the meaning of Al-Husna, and what is the meaning of Al-Ziyadah? Al-Husna is in Jannah and Ziyadah It is the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Explain the meaning of Al-Had in reference to the ayat verses of the book of Allah Al-Had he said it has two basic meanings here There are many different types of Al-Had in reference to the names and the sifat of Allah But what the Shaykh has mentioned here in reference to the ayat of Allah are two yani Outright negating them, some of them or all of them Or distorting their meanings or distorting the actual wordings yani changing the wordings of the ayah or changing the meaning while leaving the wording intact uh, also the verse may surely the evildoers will be veiled from seeing their Lord on that day how is this ayah a proof or a belief of the fact that Allah will be seen on the day of judgment yani that the disbelievers will be veiled on the day of judgment what, how is this a proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be seen 
Naam. Because Allah will not treat the believers like He treated the disbelievers. If Allah has punished the disbelievers by preventing them from seeing Him, then He would not also punish the believers in the same way, but He would reward them by allowing them to see Him. Describe how the ru'ya, the seeing of Allah on the day of resurrection would be. How would that ru'ya be? Now, it will be a clear vision. He said that you will see your Lord just as you see this moon, full moon, in the night, in the middle of the month, out in the desert. They were in the desert, in the middle of the month. How bright is the moon? He said, just as you are seeing this moon, you will see your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in another hadith, he said, you will see it with your eyes. You will see it, and literally with your eyes. It will be a clear sight. And some of the scholars make clear that the comparison here uh, in this hadith that you will see your Lord just as you see this moon it is not a comparison between the moon which is seen and Allah that will be seen it is not a comparison between the moon which we see and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we cannot make any comparison between Allah and the creation but the comparison here is the clarity with which one would see, see the moon the same way you will see Allah in the same way, the way you will see, not that which is seen. There is no comparison between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His creation. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika shalom la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tuburika.